It was fun. I, I discovered Baskets last year for the first time, and you're like my favorite character from that. Just for your whole, mm-hmm. like your whole character was great in that show. So it was, uh, it was you were really entertaining. So I, I was really excited to talk with you and just kind of, you know, get some, uh, you know, hear about your career a little bit, how you kind of got started and everything. So well, thanks, Will. I appreciate it. <laughs> curious with everything that's been going on with the pandemic and everything how have you been kind of spending your time or have you been kind of working on some projects or um I do a lot of uh like um 12-step meetings on zoom I'm in a couple different types of recovery so um that I do a ton of and then um like just walk my dog, sometimes do Zoom hangouts with friends, but I just a little bit I've been writing, but um, it's been, it's taken till now to where it's anything. I mean, it feels like now we're just going to be doing this forever. (laughs) So, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, it's, it's definitely been a weird year and, you know, but so from... You're like, so from a stand-up comedian aspect, how did you get into stand-up and what are your, I guess, what are some of your, like your influences, like whether for your act or is it kind of just based on your, you know, how you are and just kind of relaying that, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that, um, I think that when I was in high school, uh, Joan Rivers kind of, this was in the in the eighties. I think that that that's like Joan Rivers started to become uh, more popular even than she already had been and like was got her own late night show. And that was, she was the first female comedian that I um, was aware of in high school. And then after high school in the nineties in the early to mid nineties, I think is when I saw Janine Garofalo on TV doing stand up. And then she was on the Larry Sanders show and the Ben Stiller show before that. And so Janine Garofalo was definitely someone that I loved and um, and wanted to do stand-up the way she did it, which was like more personal, um, like stuff that happened to you rather than like observational general which some people are great at, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad kind of comedy, but just that those two. And then like Roseanne, I thought she was amazing when she did the tonight show. And so like for female comedians, those, they were definitely people I admired a lot. And then I just started going to open mics and, uh, trying material and luckily the open mic I was going to had a lot of comedians that were really funny and that watched each other so it was very highly motivating to write every week because you didn't want to do the same jokes so right are you ever I mean you're a pro but are you ever nervous now even even now when you do stand up or any kind of uh you know comedy or is it kind of just like you know I got my material and you know you just kind of feed, feed off the crowd or I guess because I have no idea when it comes to like these types of things like comedy or you know the actor's mindset um I'm always nervous doing stand-up including still if I go to an open mic always nervous um but that's part of what's fun about it is like the adrenaline that you get because of how scared you are 
<laughs> you are. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm always nervous. And then the same with acting. It's a little different because it's, I mean, it's a lot different because with the stand-up, like you get immediate feedback of whether or not a joke worked, but with acting, um, with comedy, like mostly people aren't, the crew is not loudly laughing if you do something that's supposed to be funny. So if you're a stand-up, it can take a while to adjust to not be like, oh God, I guess that was terrible, you know, after every take. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was actually watching, uh, I saw it on YouTube like a couple days ago. It was the, uh, the uh, I Miss When Oprah Was In Charge uh, oh, yeah. act or uh, bit that you did. That was good. And uh, I was wondering, do you ever like watch your old, you know, uh, acts on YouTube or uh, even like to even think like, oh, I did really well here. Or do you ever, are you, are you kind of like your own worst critic or do you even look at old, you know, old bits or sets that you did or worry about any of the comments, for instance? <laughs> I, I don't look at old sets. I don't even know what's out there. Um, the, the recent one from Comedy Central, I watched that, I think, Friday. It's always, it's always uh, mentally difficult to watch yourself do stand-up because even though like Comedy Central is great about getting really wonderful crowds. So you always feel like you had a good set, but I still don't want to watch myself perform. Um, and I definitely don't look ever look at comments. I think yeah. um, there was something, there was some non-stand-up thing where I looked at comments and just it'll be like you you go into it hoping people say nice things so you can feel good and then I don't I, I don't look at comments hardly ever anymore because I already say pretty critical stuff to myself about everything and I don't need other people reinforcing that. <laughs> yeah, that makes um, sense. You know, so I was, I was really curious too because uh, I know baskets was kind of. Basically, I think your first as like an actor from a TV perspective, getting into a show like that, and I think I saw like on an interview recently that I was looking at that uh, you were really surprised when Zach Galifianakis called you for being on Basket. So, yeah. can you kind of talk about your connection with Zach and just kind of how that whole experience came about, or um, you know how that experience on Baskets was? Yeah. Um, so when uh, when I started doing open mics in my neighborhood in '98, that's where I met Zach. There was a coffee shop in Culver City called, uh, or in Palms, which is the same area, called Pedersen's, which I don't think is there anymore. But they had an open mic every Tuesday, and that's where I met Zach. And then um, we became friends and um, kept in touch over the years. Uh, I fully expected after The Hangover, when he became famous, that he would change his phone number and I'd never talk to him again, but he didn't. And then, um, so we still kind of like maybe once a year would text or something and keep in touch. But when he called about baskets, it was totally out of the blue and I was very surprised. And, um, and then I still didn't know what it was until I think like a few weeks after he first called, we met in person and he told me about it. 
and um and then we shot the pilot in May of 2014 and then we shot the rest of season one a year and a half later so it was a really slow um process and uh but it was great it was really wonderful fun was it uh you know, being on TV, like on a series like that, I mean, were you, was it kind of natural for you going from just doing like stand up comedy to being on a TV show? Or is it like a completely different experience as far as maybe even just how you are as an actor or? Yeah, it, it was really different. I really thought I was going to be fired on the first day because I didn't, it's different. Like, uh, when there's a when there's a live audience, when you're doing stand-up, the spotlight is in your face, and then you don't see anybody. You just hear people, and it's just all dark, and so it doesn't feel as intimidating because you're not looking at people, and you can't see them looking at you. But when it's acting, like, everything is lit, and you see everybody on set, and you do multiple takes of the same like joke and uh, it feels, I think probably for most standups, it feels really unnatural at first, but then Zach made it as easy as he could for me. Cause he knew I was scared and he knew I didn't have any experience. And so it was really fun. Um, I was terrified um, that I was going to get fired, but I knew that if he had to fire me, he would be nice about it. <laughs> and I thought if it, if I didn't get fired, I thought this would be a good experience, partly just because if you have a, a acting job on a sitcom and you're a stand-up, that can help you get more people to come see you live, you know? So... Yeah, it was it was funny. I uh, a friend uh, told me I was looking for a show last year, just something new to watch, and he told me about this show called Bored to Death on HBO with Zach. So I watched that. That was great. So then I was kind of like, oh, I want to see what else he's been doing. So then I was like, oh, Baskets. I was super late getting into that. I started watching that. And then just from like the first episode on, it was like laugh out loud, funny. And just, just I remember one of the scenes, I don't know if it was the first or second episode, where you're like in the drive through with him, and yeah. uh, he's trying to order something, and then you like run into the car in front of you. It was just like moments like that. And I was like, it's just, just, it's just really funny. So it was definitely a funny show. And of course the wolf scene with the dog and everything. So yeah, that the first season was probably my favorite to work on just cause it was everything. Everything felt so every, I had never done anything like it before. And, and I worked um, almost every day and it's, it's fun because you get swept up and like you get up your whole life is just get up in the morning and showering, go to set. And then by the time you get home, it's like go to bed. So your whole life is pretty much on the set and it's a really fun thing to get to. It's I'm really, really lucky that I got to do that. It's a great, really fun job, especially if, if your bosses like Zach and Jonathan Kreisel are nice, it was like going to Disneyland, you know? Yeah. And then Louis Anderson was the mom. So what yeah. was it like working with, uh, with Louis? He was great. He made everybody laugh, uh, more than I think even than anybody, like he made people break during the scene and start laughing. 
because he's he's really good at improvising stuff and um so there were he he and Zach both um would improvise a lot and they both would make people break character and laugh but like Louis sometimes he would make our director John or Zach just break just burst out laughing in the middle of a scene because he would say something you weren't expecting and it was always really funny yeah that is funny um would you say i mean i'm sure it's challenging either way but between doing movies or tv shows or i guess even stand-up uh i'm sure they're all unique and challenging in their own way but is there one that i guess is harder or are they all just kind of different and you're just able to play your part regardless of kind of the scenario or situation that you're in they're so different I feel like acting in movies or tv shows is the easiest best job in the in the world the only ever hard thing about it is uh sometimes having a call time at like 5 30 a.m so getting up at four and then being on trying to stay uh mentally sharp by the end of that day can sometimes be a little difficult, but not compared to any real job, you know, it's really fun. And, uh, I love doing stand up, but I don't like when you like, if you headline at a club, which is the only way to make money at it, um, on the road, like you have to travel all the time and then you're alone in a city where you don't know anybody. So I I prefer acting work if I'm going to do it, something for income and then stand up just cause it's fun. I don't know if that answered it. Oh, uh, no, that's, no, that's totally cool. Yeah. I, uh, I just, I mean, I'm not an actor, so I don't know, but like, I just imagine it's probably, I mean, for an experienced actor, I'm sure it's, you it comes with the territory as far as just, you know, memorizing your lines, getting everything straight with that being able to play the character itself. I mean, I, I assume that's obviously kind of part of a natural ability that, you know, actors and actresses would have to have anyway, but is it ever challenging just to try to get certain lines down or is it always just kind of like just do your prep and it just kind of comes with time? Um, well, luckily most of the, if not maybe all of the acting jobs I've had, I never have had to memorize any long speeches So even if you have like 10 lines in a scene, they don't normally shoot all all of it together. They break it up into different shots. So that the memorizing stuff is usually pretty easy because it'll be like really, you know, from the time you go into hair and makeup between that and when they start shooting, there's plenty of time to learn like four or five one sentence lines. the only time I ever felt stress about learning my lines was uh, working with Noah Baumbach on Marriage Story because he really wants people to, to say the lines exactly as written. And um, so I was nervous that I'd mess it up. So I made sure to really memorize the lines before I got to work in the morning. Um, and he was really nice about it. Like, I wasn't worried that he would get mad at me. I just didn't want to be the person who messes up a scene on a Noah Baumbach movie, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. I was curious if you're working on anything currently or is it kind of shut down with the virus and everything? Everything is that I was going to be working on is 
shut down. Um, a couple things supposedly are gonna re uh, resume in starting in September, but it's nothing's definite yet because, like LA was when we started reopening, it's because cases were going down and now they're skyrocketing. So no one, no one really knows for sure, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been obviously a stupid, weird, crazy year with everything in general. So hopefully everything gets back to normal sooner than later, obviously. But um, and also I got to say, it's funny when I love your uh, tweets about with your animals and everything. It's always funny, like kind of following along with what's going on with them. So um, how many how many animals, how many dogs and cats do you have? I have two cats and one dog and the cats I got together as foster kittens and then never had any intention of giving them away (laughs) so i just kept them that sounds pretty familiar because we had foster dog well we had one foster dog when i was growing up we had two dogs at two different times and the second one was a foster dog and yeah it was like in an hour i knew we weren't gonna she wasn't going anywhere so i totally relate (laughs) that's the thing i didn't realize till i was an adult when you're a kid when you find like you know when i was a kid sometimes there'd be a stray dog and we'd be like mom can we can we just keep it for a couple of days while we try to find the owners and your parents know, like if you take a dog in for an hour, everyone's going to want to keep it. <laughs> yeah, so. that's for sure. And, and and my mom was pretty much like, I was like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to be, this dog's not going anywhere. If we try to foster, she's just going to stay. And she did for the next, <laughs> I don't know, eight years or however long she was around. But yeah, but yeah, I love those tweets. Um, it's fun following you and interacting with you on Twitter, which Thank obviously, you. like, the interaction with celebs and people like that, I'm like, I never expect that. So it's always cool. It's always a treat when, uh, even if it's just a like or some, you know, little comment. So it was really cool when you were like, yeah, let's do this. So I was really excited. So well, thanks, thanks Martha, for, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Martha Kelly, thanks so much for, you know, spending 20 minutes just to talk on this Sunday. Did you, what do you, what is your typical uh, like weekends or Sundays like? Yeah. A lot of times I'll drive uh, my dad and brother and my brother's family live about uh, 40 minutes away. So a lot of times I'll go down there. I'm not going down there today, but um, lots of times I go down there and bring my dog and see my niece and nephew and stuff. And Yeah. But during the quarantine, it's, you know, yeah, weird. Yep. Yeah. I'm in Virginia. So we obviously same thing everywhere, but, um, is it better? I, you said it was skyrocketing out there, but, um, is it, is it a little bit better or is it just, I mean, I don't even know if better is even it's relative, I guess, but you know, here in Virginia, I don't even know. I think we're in phase three. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just still trying to distance and stay away from people for the most part. And, Yeah. Yeah. Well, every, as far as I've seen every place uh, that I've gone, like this grocery store or a restaurant or a target the other day, like you have to wear a mask inside, which is good. Um, But I think on Friday, the news stories, the headlines I saw were like, California is going up uh, pretty fast and that the governor and the mayor of LA, um, they might say we have to shut stuff down again soon if it keeps going like this. So um, I, I just try to be careful and uh, it's just weird. I never would have thought that this would happen, yeah. you know? 
but it won't, I was just going to say, I know it won't last forever. And I saw a documentary part of it about the Dust Bowl from the 30s. And that went on for a few years and people really thought it was the end of the world. So we'll get through this. It's just, it's just, uh, it's tough yeah. for, for a lot of people. I'm lucky. It's tough for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, you know, stay safe, keep doing what you've been doing and I'll be following along on Twitter. Well, thanks. Well, it was really good to talk to you. Yeah, this was great. Thanks so much again. Uh, it was awesome. Cool. Thanks. Well, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.